Today on the show, Radical Ones, we conclude Sword and Sorcery Summer with 1984's Conan the Destroyer. I swear that if Conan will let me ride with him, I will give my life for him. It's time to get radical. Something really special that I've been promising to show you. What would you do to get him? Grab him and take him. Take it! Like that? Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride! Yes! Let this be our final battle! I have my eyes, I have my cunning, and now I have strength. A never-ending adventure, new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! You must find a champion, hold a heart, and pure in spirit. Well, welcome back, Radical Ones, to the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother and mine, David, for the conclusion of our sword and sorcery summer. What do you do if you want a man, Ryan? You grab him and take him! That! Like that! Just like that. I have to say, we got a lot of joy out of doing these sword and sorcery movies this year. I feel like the the radical ones were excited too. I know lovely Leah. She loved this sword and sorcery summer. We had a lot of interaction. What do you think? I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Conan, of course, today. But what has been your favorite, you think, revisiting this summer of sword and sorcery? I enjoy the genre. And, you know, as a child looking at all of these fantastical things you know obviously we look at stuff now versus the technology we had then and now we have the gift of nitpicking and saying okay we i really want to do this movie because i really love this as a child so we get to we get the ability to kind of fast forward like a vcr tape fast forward to the movies that we really remember that have that invoke something in in us so i mean that's true with the whole podcast obviously we pretty much do stuff that we like or we love or meant something to us so i don't know i just love the fact that we do do a theme for the summer i don't think i ever really see a lot of other i could be wrong i don't see a lot of other podcasters doing like particular themes and sticking to that theme for the summer so or for an extended period of time other than their normal scheduling i like that fact kind of gives us a little unique flair and then on top of that i i like that our our listeners seem to really enjoy the themes that we do pick so i don't know and of course doing the podcast with you again this is our our main way of really getting together and laughing about things and talking about things so yeah i mean what i love about sword and sorcery in general speaking is the magical part of it the aspect of it the good the again the good versus evil the rawness of it i guess too And of course, the loincloths. Let's not forget the loincloths, because... Mm. We are following this with Beastmaster from last week, so can the bodies compete with Dars? And spoiler, David, the question is asked in this movie if Arnold is handsome and what is handsome. This poor princess, I call her Debbie Gibson, she had no... 
she had no idea. This man, this man. Cue oh. Debbie Gibson's out of the blue. I never thought <laughs> I'd fall in love with you. Just to get right into it, our Queen Jenna was 14 at the time, and Arnold was 37, and just the whole time I'm just like, girl, no, this is not it. You're thinking Anna Nicole? (laughs) This is not it, this is not it. He's very nice, you know what, he took care of you, but ooh, girl, ooh, girls. (laughs) Listen, nobody can deny that Arnold Schwarzenegger had a amazing buff body now yes of course you know and everybody's got their type so i have to still say that even though dar beastmaster had a body that i would actually want for myself arnold's a little too much work for me they actually made him pump up even more for this role this particular conan well i mean he is playing a barbarian Mm. so when you think barbarian you think brute and like i don't know listen it doesn't matter. We're here now. He can be the Terminator. He could be the Governor. He could be whatever. As a matter of fact, he did the Terminator right after this movie. And it was followed by David, Red Sonia, which <laughs> that's one movie we should have done this year for Sword and Sorcery Summer. But with, with Foofy Foofy. <laughs> no. Foofy Foofy herself, Brigitte, of love. Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen. A, a fresh faced Brigitte Nielsen, which David, in my research, I'm sure people knew this, but that was supposed to be a sequel to this movie and they ended up losing the rights to conan and arnold was supposed to be a a conan like you know guest appearance and they with trickery and multiple cameras they ended up filming him more to have him have a bigger role without him even knowing it and they lost his name of conan so they had to give him a generic like i think it was like caldor don't quote me on that caldor has the magnavox am fm clock radio just 1970 the am fm stereo dual set recorder for 99 compact disc player 179 and the am fm stereo cassette recorder just 39.99 after rebate caldor the barbarian kind of thing so disaster disaster but that's not what we're here for today we are here of course for 1984's conan the destroyer in his first adventure he stole the treasure of three kings and crushed the empire of an evil sorcerer. But his biggest triumph was at the box office. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger is back as Conan the Destroyer to join forces with a wizard, a warrior, a runaway, and a renegade. Pursued by the armies of hostile kingdoms, they must stop a queen who will rule the world or destroy it. A band of outcasts in a battle to free the earth. Grace Jones, Wilk Chamberlain, Mako, Sarah Douglas, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan, the Destroyer. The all-new adventures of the most powerful legend of them all.
in this second cinematic adventure, the mighty warrior Conan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is tricked into working for the scheming queen Tarmis. Sierra Mist. She was the in Superman too, right? She was I want to say Ursula, but oh, I think well, it was Ursula. I don't remember that. Was it in Beastmaster like three or something? Wasn't she like the scheming witch that was very snarky? Oh my that ended god! Up, that ended up in like the the 1980s, and she wanted to stay there. I think, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> she wanted to stay there. You Beastmaster through the portal of time, David Lorana, Lorana, Lorana. <laughs> You're right. And matter of fact, yes, and Superman, where was the Superman 2 and 1, Ursa. So this woman got around. She played Stone Cold. Was she also villainous. in one of the Night of the Living Dead movies Swamp or something? Things it says here. <gasps> David, look at you. Return of the Living Dead 3. Yes, the, the lieutenant. Yes. That's wow. why I'm on this podcast. Puppet I Master. You did pretty damn good. Okay, so she's in this movie. Clearly, she's the star. Sarah Douglas, along with finding a mystical horn, Conan and his allies, which include the fierce fighter Zula, played by Grace Jones, which David Grace is Grace Jones, movie, Grace Jones. And the wisecracking sorcerer, Akiro, they must protect the beautiful young princess, Jenna. With deception and danger at every turn, Conan has to use all of his powers to defeat the evil foes that stand in his way, David. This was given originally an R rating because at the time, so after PG, it would go directly to R. There was no PG-13 Or NC-17. So, oh, well, that's even more. This is crazy. After the success of E.T. and the child friendliness of that movie, which came out the same year as the original Conan, which was a hard R. They decided to make this a more lighter, comedic version. And honestly, David, this is the version I remember of Conan. The the more generic, happy-go-lucky, kind of like, you know, family-friendly Conan. That's the one I'm used to. I remember literally renting this on VHS. I wrote down a few notes here, for example. Conan and his friend Malik are thieves. Conan does proceed to punch a horse and clobber a camel. <laughs> Which? Which, by the way, that camel is a running joke, evidently, in the original one. He beats that camel, it and that's why- spits on him. He's a sorry or something, too, and then it spits on him. And yeah, he said, I'm sorry about last time. And then he lends- Yeah, he beats the camel again and knocks it out. So we get right into the action, right, David, with this movie? But what is some of your Basically, other Conan is not usually a muscle for hire, but he's doing this because Queen Taramis promises through her magical ways that she's going to get his, his true love back Valeria, who's dead. Do you know who I am? Taramis. Queen Taramis. Not my queen. You have a queen, but you are a Sumerian. The Sumerians have no rulers. You're a barbarian. You live free in the world. You owe allegiance to no one. Is that not so? It is, and it always will be. What do you want? I need your help. No. No. You don't know what I'd be willing to give you if you help me. You have nothing that I want. You were praying, Conan. What were you praying for? She didn't make he it. Kind of the says you movie. can't do that, and she says yes, I can. And he kind of feeds into this fantasy that he's she is going to be able to resurrect Valeria, and that is the reason why he is doing all of this. He's not like a, a hired gun in any sense of the word. 
No, matter of fact, he's tested, right? I mean, we begin right in this battle where him and this... Malik is his kind of weaselly, funny, cowardice friend who's also a thief. You know, they laugh about being thieves, basically. A thief, but also yeah. a coward. Like, that's just... hes We're supposed to get behind him and think he's funny. I personally don't get it, but you he's know, like, like a, we'll, they we'll try to give it, him we'll like this it. weaselly sort of like thing, and he's you know. So anyway, don't do it's a, a different it, layer. Don't it's do a different it, layer David. of the onion. So, like David said, the queen pulls up and she basically says that she's testing his skill. She wants him to fulfill this quest. Yeah, she will bring back his lost love, Valeria. And he agrees, David. So, he is to escort the queen's niece, Princess Jenna. This is Debbie Gibson. A.K.A. a virgin who is destined, David, to restore the jeweled horn of the dreaming god Dagoth. So, dreaming god just is A.K.A. for this is a god that's on a pedestal with an evil Lynn headdress on. And he's the dreaming god. He's the dreaming god. She could do dreaming magic too, right? She goes, sleep, sleep. Why she gotta be a virgin? Why she gotta be so a virgin? So, on this journey with Conan and his thief friend and a few others, she the queen also sends her her head of guard bombata played Bambata, by Will which she must have said about a thousand times that's what i feel like and she must have yelled it jenna <laughs> yelled it a lot of times so bombata is also in on this scheme because we find out that jenna has to stay a virgin so she thinks conan's gonna bed her go back to sleep You start your journey. You'll need all your strength. The destiny is at hand. Sleep. All our destinies are at hand. Even Conan's. But he doesn't yet know it. We don't need him, my queen. I don't need the captain of the guard to steal a key. That is a task for a thief. What I do need you for is to see that this dear child is returned safely to the palace. Both the treasure and her virginity intact. I will protect them both. You better, my friend. For she must be a virgin when she's returned to me, so she can be properly sacrificed. One other thing, Bombarda. It is not wise to have the King of Thieves near the treasure. So when the key is in my niece's hand, I want your sword in Conan's heart. Have the elite guard follow. They will strike at the right moment to help you. Conan must die. Like, at first I was like, oh, she's so sweet. She's protecting, <laughs> she's protecting the niece's virginity. And then literally just, she's just like, oh, she needs to be sacrificed. I did totally they use the term, that. she must not be known to, to a man or something? Like, they did they do that? I remember, I remember what movie that I remember that in. That I mean, sounds about right. I think she said virginity in this. Like, I think Bombada was to protect. Remember <laughs> in Spaceballs with the with Joan Rivers, the robot with the the princess, Virgin Alert. <laughs> so anyway, Bombada, who's also in on this to uh, make sure she's safe to get the horn to awaken mm. the dream god. 
he's also there to keep her virtue, I guess. So anyway, I digress. Which is hysterical, David, because Wilt Chamberlain was known for having the absurd claim that he had slept with over 20,000 women. And Elvira said in her memoir that he forced himself on her to perform a sexual act and they were actually friends at the time. So she came forward to say that. So the funny part is, not that any of this is funny, is that this actor, this character was given the responsibility to protect this young woman woman with his 20,000 lovemakings. Mm-hmm. That's a walking STD right there. I hate to tell you. Oh, oh. So yeah, yes, yes. Bombada is on this journey with, with them. Before we get past the Queen's Palace, did you love the atmosphere, David? The Black Swans, Black Panthers in her bedroom, which I noticed only on a rewatch of a scene, and I the love, Peacocks. I love Peacocks. I, they're supposedly really nasty, but they are so beautiful. You well, that was my wedding, yeah. yeah. Theme, one of them. One of, was, I mean, yeah, part I of the theme. I used peacock feathers in place of flowers at my centerpieces for my wedding. Should I post that online? Post that online. Note to self, Ryan. We all looked amazing at that wedding that was that was my hair was was darkened i did Uh, i wasn't draped in gold or anything that was the height and peacocks are also famously demons too jeez why don't you tell them that story (laughs) which really quickly what was this probably 13 years ago like how many 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 years ago (sighs) when he he was was young and innocent and the world did not corrupt him. Anyway, go on. But I think that's because I was doing the overnights at Pottery Barn and I was always in a daze. Like, I couldn't figure so, out. So, long story what short, was we were driving to, I think, an Italian restaurant. <laughs> were we going someplace? Food and was involved, probably. The peacock yes. was crawling across the street, but like really crawling, not walking like with the feathers up, literally like really crawling across the street. As Ryan they do. let out a scream. As like, they do. Uh, and for, I mean, I was watching it for a while, David. And as he far thought, away. for some like, reason, that this looks like some kind of demonic thing crawling on the ground. I admit, it was strange because I've never seen a peacock dip it low and keep <laughs> pick it up slow like that. Like this <laughs> peacock was doing. This peacock was on the ground, like crawling, like for its life. Oh, I don't know. This is Long Island, by the way. This is not a tropical place. So we later find out that the peacock escaped from some sort of wildlife thing, right? That's I think I remember that, but. <laughs> It had yeah. to have. It had to have. It was crawling for dear life. Could be demons. So it's perfect that they're with this. So do you care that we got the plot twist from the beginning that this is the whole deal? Or would you have rathered him just turn on Conan and us not having to know that he's going to turn on him at any minute and put a sword in him like the queen has instructed Bombada? Now you got me saying Bombada. 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 <laughs> the forbidden dance. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Too no, honestly, ones. I think it could have worked either way. How about this? This is what I'm going to say about it. It could lend itself to adding like the build up because you know that they're going to Conan and Jenna will be betrayed at some point. So you know that they're going to yes. be betrayed at some point. So it just kind of does build up for me. And again, maybe I'm going, this is, you know, an 80s barbarian movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And maybe I'm getting too deep, but I actually kept thinking to myself, knowing the whole time that Bombada and the Queen were going to sacrifice this poor girl. I kept thinking to myself, Bombada seemed like he's been in her life for a very long time, almost like a father yeah. figure. And how yes. horrific, yes. horrific that this man could just, like, like she claimed to him 
for protection and safety. So that really was a big betrayal. And actually, maybe to the point that you're saying, maybe knowing that ahead of time, because I kept going back to she's clinging to this man, she's helpless, and he knowingly is going to sacrifice her. And I think it's just terrible. So I I guess that way definitely spoke to me. So I I guess I'm actually enjoyed the fact that it was given to us immediately. And did you feel I kept hoping beyond hope. And again, I saw this movie over 20 years ago at this point. I kept thinking, oh, wait, no, he's going to end up, you know, because of this connection. Like you said, it seemed real, too. There was a few times that even when he helped Conan, you're like, is he going to turn on the queen? But then he would do something like close the door. So so they go on this journey, of course. They have to get this gem. Bombada goes as the queen's guard, and Jenna has to go with them. So the gem is secured, David, in the fortress of a powerful wizard who happens to evidently be a circus performer, which we'll get into. Conan seeks the help of his friend Akiro, the Wizard of the Mounts, who happened to be in the first movie, and he has to be rescued, David, from a tribe of cannibals who capture him. What is with these cannibals? There's always cannibals. All the time cannibals that goes hand in hand with a sword and sorcery. Give him some cannibals. Give him some cannibals. I think that that's just because food is scarce and you have to think about the savagery of it all. And he was slicing heads david you always say the thundercats on our thundercats reviews they should slice off mumra's head conan it might have been a pg-13 or whatever pg but he is slicing heads off they just go and these heads just fly 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 conan says to the wizard i need you david and he says i'm yours (laughs) so we get that conan wait we must go this way not yet But you have to obey me. Weren't you told? There are rules to every game. I believe you, but there's magic in this game. And I have to be able to fight it with magic. Akira. I need you. I'm yours. There also is the fact that they are traveling to this wizard's castle. And then they come across a warrior woman, or another thief, I I believe, who is shackled, who is fighting off a bunch of people. And this is Miss Grace Jones. Hit her! Get her! What did you do? She came with the bandits to raid our village. The others are dead. Now it's her turn. After we have our fun with her. Don't kill her too soon! Save her! Thieves should be hanged. Conan, there are six of them against her. One, two, three. I think you're right. And she's tied to the stake. Do something! Does that remind you she was wearing a tail? So right? I got to tell you a story about this. I got to tell you a story about this. To be, but the, the tail involved? brings me back to. So I don't know if you know this, and I'm going to show you on the screen. I years ago worked at the Fashion Square. I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond at the Fashion Square in California. This guy was one of the cashiers who ends up being on Project Runway. It was Victor Luna. I, I don't know if you. Oh. So this guy was one of the cashiers at oh. the at the customer service desk, and he used to have on these fur tails all the time. Now you have to remember this is this is a while ago. This is before furries and everybody you know was doing that. So this is interesting. But yeah, I I worked with this guy before he went on 
onto Project Runway as it became a designer. So funny, small world. But he, every time, as soon as I saw the tail, because I used to think to myself, he's always got this little fur tail thing on all the time. He's wearing Zula goodness over here. Zula realness. He's wearing, he's bringing to Bed Bath & Beyond. To me, though, the first thought I got, unfortunately, was I just saw a video recently where they were talking about butt plugs that have tails on them, just so happened to be. It was actually another podcast, so it was not a um, a sexual thing by any means, but they were talking about how these, these tailed butt plugs are, and that, of course, mixed with Grace Jones, who is just... I mean, this woman loves her sex. It's very, it's very well known. David, her screams and her yips as she rides off after she does her swing of the spear when she gets to attack the people back. Because I love that the Princess Jenna says, you know, she's one woman, one person, and she's being, you know, attacked by all these people. And Conan, she goes, I think she's being attacked by at least, like, whatever, five people. And Conan's like, sounds about right. Or it looked like it, like he was counting. Eh, Yeah, okay, looks about right. Grace's character Zula in the comics was originally male. So this is an early version of someone taking a character and doing the... um, the gender swap is that what you would call it i i suppose listen grace jones could have been conan the barbarian (laughs) i thought it was interesting i think that jenna being like a soft-sided she i think conan was just gonna leave her basically he didn't care and she's like she's a woman and she's being attacked and she cannot defend herself fully but she was also a thief and they were saying that she they were deathly afraid of her though too it's really interesting how they must have gotten because these these are very simple town folks when he goes into these towns by the way they know him they know of conan he's like hercules the legend of conan lives on the legend exactly the legend of continues weekly so david grace trained 18 months for the role and this i love if if this is the most grace jones thing you've ever heard grace jones threw a party to you know to celebrate her casting david and she served steak tartare she says zula was purely animal and conan so i felt we should all eat raw meat Speaking of raw meats and Grace Jones, David. <laughs> Everyone knows we love Grace Jones. If you had to pick someone, like a person as your spirit animal, it would be Grace Jones. David. And you know, my favorite thing about Grace is she will not perform until she gets the money in her hands. She will wait there at the dressing room until you pay that woman. <laughs> She's smart. She is smart. She is smart. What do you want? To come with you. Be off. Let me speak to Conan. I said, be off. Stop! Leave. I swear that if Conan will let me ride with him, I will give my life for him. We shall see. There's that one part where she goes to Bombata that she wants to join their group, right? And he tells her to leave. So the next thing she does, David, is this galloping, running spears with her horse. Joust, Mm -hmm. almost-esque. 
so we're watching this, right? And you see how she attaches to his neck like an animal at one point? She, like, throws herself, uh-huh. propels herself, and attaches. It turns out Grace Jones actually bit Will Chamberlain's ear. This is real blood running down his neck. The shocked look on his face is genuine. <laughs> This was Grace Jones' first movie role, and she had never done stunts before. She never did stunts before, so she thought that most actors get bit. Oh, that's too much. She really went for it. You know, what's funny is, though, later on, Bambata's character tries to bite Conan's ear. Did you notice I know, I was totally, it was totally giving me Mike Tyson realness. Yes, yes! (laughs) Go for the ears! Go right for the ears! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we get to this point, right? Now, the the ragtag group is assembled, David, right? What did we learn on our Sword and Sorcery Summer? You need to get the random group together, the Wizard of Oz. Pick up this one here. You picked up that one there. You got there. So they got the complete So one thing I've noticed... Or maybe maybe I'm reading in too much into it, but all of these people are bound by like a code because Conan saved the magician's life from being cooked alive. Yeah, saved Zula. They they cut her free, even though he at the at that point he was like, eh, whatever. Let her let her fend for herself. So I feel like those people, regardless of their standings in society, they were thieves and stuff. There still was a code of honor. Like they were, they, yes. you saved me, yes. so now I am bound to you. I want to be in your service. I want to help you because you did this for me. So maybe there is honor among thieves. You know what, David? I agree. I agree because Zula actually says she will give up her life for Conan, and I believed it. We didn't have to see it happen in this movie, but I did believe that she would give up her life for him because at this point i guess she's figure she's living on borrowed time anyway because she she survived that attack on her so they reach the ancient temple where the horn is secured and they decide now they have to rest i'm the leader here lead in the morning it would be better we must rest my thinking exactly conan says they're gonna have this rest we get grace around the fire right so she's just she's staring up at the sky like she is mad at the world this is what i just love i love this grace performance we got some shenanigans with our with our weasel friends he tries to <laughs> he tries to give her some trying to put stuff on her and he's like i'm just trying to help you you, God, you can't help <laughs> people these days anymore that's yes, exactly how he yes. talks <laughs> Honestly, you did that for your dad. He was trying to feel her up to to get all the way up, and she was like, "Mm, mm, mm, My wound is lower, she says. I will spread your head open. (laughs) Wait, wait. This is much better. 
Akiro's own magic mixture. Let me help you. What do you think you're doing? Covering your wound. My wound is lower. We don't want an infection to spread. I'll spread your head open. This is what the world has come to. You try to help somebody, and what do you get instead of thanks? Threats. I loved that. I loved that. But then we also get this this moment where Jenna goes to her and goes, you know, you're amazing. And she, Grace says, my, my all my people are warriors in my tribe. And she wants to learn to be a warrior too, this yes. Debbie. Well, it seems that men like women warriors. Some. Do you think that I could ever be one? I could teach you how to use this. Yes. Please. Now the power is in the wrists. Oh, I see. Like this? That's right. They've got to stay loose. Oh. It takes practice and strength. <coughs> wait! Wait! Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. If you're going to learn how to fight, then learn with a real weapon. Not with a toothpick. Here. I'll show you. Stand like this. This is a part where then you kind of have that chauvinistic side. So Conan's been drinking and drinking and drinking. Out of a, what was that, like a gourd? Yeah, looks like a gourd, like a hollow gourd as a thing. And he's drinking it up. He is drunk out of his mind. And Zula is trying to teach her with her staff, which is very much like the whole thing from the Beastmaster with the guy with the staff. Yes, yeah. and you could kick someone's butt with And he's staff. like, you need a real weapon, a sword. He, he calls it a toothpick, which is, re he sees what this woman does, right? He's capable he sees of, what she but does. But this is, this is kind of like a chauvinistic thing. That does kind of show that he does have that mentality in a way. You know, it shows his real side when he's drinking, Dave. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> This is real Conan. <laughs> this does so Jenna's innocent part because she's almost afraid to approach people, but she wants to learn something because she's never been out of the castle because she's destined for this destiny of getting the horn and then unbeknownst to her being sacrificed. Happy birthday. He's like, you try this. And she, he, Conan gives her his sword, which immediately she's about to drop it because it's so heavy. She can't lift this damn thing. It is. Ha I can yeah. only imagine what a real sword had to have been like. Because you mean like like that magical Thundercats sword that somehow made its way to my and house isn't it heavy? It's he can that's not even a real it sword. Is. So can you imagine? But I pick up I pick up sixty or more pound children every day. Wrong, so. <laughs> like how wrong dare you say this? The sword of omens, nothing. Yes, you're right. We get more of this character. We're seeing the the world through her eyes, but sh she is so non whatever about it. She literally goes from the next to the next. She just is like mid conversation. She goes to the next one and tell me more about men. Like and tell me this: is she really? Is that really real? Like she just says it in front of everyone. She just goes forward and just talks. It's so weird. But whatever the gaze. She's it. very she's very sheltered and she's inquisitive. And this is the first time that she's had a taste of raw life. Real Real life and, and seeing real events men. and men and, and she wants that Conan. do you think bombada was pissed that he had to ask she's like like i said earlier when we started this episode is he handsome and he's just like mm -hmm. i don't know but i'm gonna go sacrifice you when you get home <laughs> it's 
it don't really matter in the middle me. of the night david i'm supposed it's supposed to be a bird but that is a pterodactyl so he does take her they they camp out he does take jenna the wizard transforms into i put a pterodactyl <laughs> takes her to the castle and then they wake up at some point and they're like where is she and they're like she's in there who took her a giant bird a bird of smoke Into the boat. Somebody should stay and watch the horse. Malik! It didn't need me. The wizard does his, like, what their is wizard. This? The finger thing. <laughs> he does, his, he's groaning and moaning and doing That's this, what like, he it's, does. you know what? It's very, like, hey, it's, Salem it's very, like, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's that definitely that thing where you're using your hands and it's very much the wizards the show the wizards it's very much like a lot of the anime and stuff that i've seen where they have to basically conjure by making things and symbols with it's their like hands. hand magic i think they call it yeah. you learn things all the jazz time. fingers everybody <laughs> jazz fingers is the moaning though part of the whole thing david or is that just his addedness he's summoning the power oh, Ryan. all right he's summoning i the believe power. that ah! like trace jones scream like xena's call and throws herself grace he figures out at one point because they're at a dead end he's like wizard and he does the pointing thing he's like oh there's a there's an entrance in the water and they all just jump in except for the weasel guy he's like i don't want to go in the water i'll just stay here with the boat then he's like oh no they need me (laughs) did they really though david you're doing this so good which makes me think that he's almost like an at the time a modern 80s character thrown into this barbaric world that's how he's performing i think now that you're doing it and like the way he's speaking to me that's an 80s character like i'm supposed to be smarter because i'm i'm like outside and i'm judging i don't know something like he knows better so this would you say this is one of the climactic battles of the movie this this mirror beast this ape creature that he turns into with the red cloak so at some point they go underwater they do get inside the this mirrored glass castle which is really cool it's the crystal yeah castle. i mean it it's is. crystal tokyo sailor moon there is a point where they get separated and the wizard they're like on one end of this glass and conan's inside this mirrored chamber that's like a the fun house that's like spinning around and the wizard goes inside the glass and has transformed himself into this very angry sort of generic mongrel it looked like a to me like yes gorilla like a monster uh, it wanted to be an ape but yet a monster and the growl was so stock dinosaur sounding they're trying to get in. The wizard is trying to use his magic to open up the glass. Magic. You know, his thing with his symbol hand powers, his hand <laughs> magic. And Conan is being attacked by this creature. But it's 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 a very it's something that's been seen and done so many times where there's mirror images around you so you don't know yes. who the It's a video game at this point where the the character which one do I hit? like even sailor moon we go back to sailor moon again like with the the snow dancers david at one point you know conan figures out breaking the glass around is somehow slashing this monster's body i guess magical because he had to call upon the the four winds and it's down to two different glasses he mirrors he figures one is behind they make you think they're gonna kill he's gonna accidentally kill the group because they're behind here but they couldn't have just smash through which they do left right after bombada anyway and he throws it he kills bombada. the wizard <laughs> he kills the wizard bombada. 
And David, she literally walks through the fire. Or Jenna, like Buffy. She walks mm-hmm. through the fire and grabs the, the diamond. The diamond, David. We also have Grace being scared of a mouse, which I thought was cute. It shows that her character, she's like, you know, I'm tough, but I'm, you know, a, a rat can still scare me kind of thing, which was funny. Well, you never know, though. I mean, probably carried the bubonic plague. I'd be scared, too. Oh, you're right, me. actually. <laughs> What is this whole thing where I wrote, they're arg- is this where they're arguing about the brother's sister's cousin thing? Or is this later on? Because Grace, like your friend, the the weasel guy, he's talking about my brother's sister's cousin thing. And then Grace goes, what difference does it make? Like out of nowhere in the background, like brother, sister's cousin. That's, that's me <laughs> after a while. That was me at Disneyland when I had enough, the nonsense that went on. with What difference does it make? So that's that's my highlight. That Grace, it, what do they call that? Like when they do the, the voiceover sessions, you could tell that wasn't done on set. It was like one of these AVR things. What difference does that? I love it, but that's the thing. This is what this is also what made that character endearing to me because she was saying what everybody else is thinking. How ridiculous that is me. I after a while I'd be like, what does it matter if we're all gonna die anyway? You idiot. Just kill them. (laughs) Leave nothing but the bones. That's what you got left. Exactly. So, did they give her a new gown too? I wrote her bird outfit. Did Jenna get a bird outfit from that wizard while she was there? (laughs) He did. He did kind of clothe her her in something else. This is also where I think he was a little pervo. Like he was getting that like, you're going to stay with me in the magic mirror castle. Because she was, she got the sands of sleep put on her. She was out cold. So what happened? He slipped her a roofie. Bombada was there. So, David, we continue now. The magical item has been gotten. <laughs> the horn is secure, David. Jenna obtains it. And Akiro deciphers in engravings. He learns that there is a ritual and she is to be sacrificed to awaken Dagon. It is written in the scrolls of Skelos that the horn will be found by... A woman child, a virgin, who will have a mark upon her. And when the horn is placed once more in the forehead of the dreaming god, I was will arise, then let man fear death to the world. Woman child will be sacrificed. The girl's destiny is not only to deliver the horn. It's just writing on the wall. She is to be killed, sacrificed. We shall see, destiny or not. Everybody out! Out! Then they are attacked by the priests guarding the horn, which came a little late. Would they get the alert? Oh, the horn has been touched! They got the l- alert on their iPhones. <laughs> yes, the storm is approaching. Attacked by the priests guarding the horn, a secret exit is revealed. Pumpumpada blocks the others' escape and seizes Jenna. Despite his treachery, Conan and his allies escape from the priests and trek to Salazar to rescue Jenna. I don't think it's Salazar, but they travel so. Somewhere. They traveled to rescue Jenna. They've gone. Taking their horses. 
or been captured. Let's flee. Wait. Bombarda took her. Taramas planted from the beginning. We get the horn. Her guards will kill us. And Bombarda takes the girl and the horn back to her. And her promise to you? A lie. Where are we going? To Shabisar. What for? To stop Chena's sacrifice. But it's her destiny. It can't be stopped. You don't have to come. I will. I will. I won't! I mean, what's in it for us? What are we, some charitable institution? We're thieves! Go! I won't help. Hey! Hey, wait for me! No, you can't do without me! Go, go! Wait, Conan, wait! Because what does Conan say? We'll see if she's going to be sacrificed, something like that. Like, he's so confident in himself. And, like, at, when the when the wizard was was reading the inscription, he's like, that could, like, in other words, he was like, eh, <laughs> could be, maybe not, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Mm, fingers, fingers point the way. This statue, by the way, of Dagoth, David, it is giving me Triceratops, but it's also, like, rubber and it turns it's the craziest look it was giving me it was giving me femme queen i don't know <laughs> evil lynn headdress with a little like yeah it did have no clothes right it had some kind of like little skimpy outfit on too that statue the way he was like lounging it gave me like i don't know waiting for cabana boys to come yeah, giving me it's giving me the pleasure god i don't know maybe that's why she liked him so much so wait, but you also didn't talk about that there was a point where he, that their wizard was fighting another wizard to keep yes! the, the door yes! open and open and close. They were ah, moaning, ah, David, ah. right? They were just moaning back and forth. And they, and he gets it closed. It was like a jaw and a Kiro. It was like he was constipated and he hasn't gone to the bathroom in like a week and he's trying to ah, <laughs> summon Akiro. it. Oh, God, David. So, they get away, and they, they're they trying to make their way there, right? Malik shows them a secret route to the throne room. Conan confronts Bombada and kills him in combat. Now, this is where I thought there might have been a redemption story for Bombada. That he would maybe try to... I did think that. I thought maybe he'd be like, well, they're going to win anyway. Why should I, like, sacrifice this girl who really... I'm like a father figure to her. And no... No, no, he's just—he's he's loyal garbage. to this to this queen to this queen. Today is your birthday. All of Shadazar is celebrating. Drink to life, the Dagoth. The Dagoth. Honestly, this is amazing because Zula impales the Grand Visor before he can sacrifice Jenna. What did Jenna think was happening, David? She gives her a drink? I think she was under a spell. Okay. She was under a spell. They gave her a drink of something to make her complacent. She's like, happy birthday, niece. You're going to drink this. <laughs> coming, girl. He's... <laughs> You know what that means. We're going to have an amazing time. Dagoth turns out to be, it's actually Andre the Giant, by the way, in the, underneath his makeup, but it is a gigantic winged horned creature. Lobby scary creature. Something you would see in these kinds of movies. So the throw though, the throw that Grace does, to me that was, just, I was just, mm, that's it. We could have ended the movie right there when she impales that. Priest. That was beyond Olympic 
Olympic javelin throwing. Well, that don't you think that's when she should have did like a comment almost like toothpick eh, or something like that, you know, like, but she didn't have to. I mean, she clearly didn't have to because look at that throw. That was amazing. But just when you think it's safe, no, Dagith, his face melts, the rubber white porcelain looking mask distorts and he turns into that creature that we were talking about. So he's starting to attack Conan. Zula and Malik join the fight, but Dagith effortlessly sweeps them aside. Akiro tells Conan that the horn keeps the monster alive. So he rips it out, which honestly looked fantastic. I thought it looked really like guttural how he ripped it. Yeah. It was, ooh. They also threw the queen, right? Oh. Pushed the queen onto him. Like, you wanted it so bad, now you got it. She is impaled. She should have had a, a worse death, David, though, after trying to pour her poor niece that she kept a virgin all these years. Something telling me she's going to fix that problem the same night. No, Conan, if we learned anything, Conan is- Oh, she'll find somebody else. She'll be like, oh, wizard, I'm the queen now. You have to do everything I say. Wizard, I never realized you were so handsome. Are you handsome? <laughs> so, David, this is where we get the whole grand wrap-up, right? This is, again... This, is, this is the Ewok Village celebration at the end. Ewok Village, Star Wars, I got the first the first Star Wars where, where Leia's given them all their medals. Accolades, we get The yeah. redone thing. We get Grace Jones' pigtail ensemble that had to have been her right coming up with something we i thought it was i was giving me like the whole christina aguilera lady marmalade wild (laughs) well that also wizard of oz everyone's getting a job this woman is generous oh you just happen to be jenna jenna says i suppose if a man can do it a woman can too so she made zula the head of her guard tila very he-man and tila he looks yes she said every kingdom needs a fool, so the weasel guy yeah. becomes her jester. The wizard becomes her. She says he's the most powerful wizard in the in the world. He's or His whatever. hands are like no other. That's when he's gonna find out later. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Zula, I need a captain of the guards. I see no reason why a woman wouldn't do as well as a man. You. Me? Come here. I understand that every king or queen must have a fool. Do I qualify? More than qualify. Will the world's greatest wizard come forward, please? At your service. One cannot rule without wisdom. Let me instruct you in the fine arts of Later. And then she offers Conan to have his own kingdom, which is what he wants, evidently. He's holding out for the kingdom and also Valeria, but Valeria ain't coming back, unfortunately. Rule shadows are with me. I will have my own kingdom. My own queen. He flat out refuses her. He's like, no, she tries to give him a kiss. He says no. He says no, a kingdom, I want the kingdom that was promised to me. We get this ending that this is another story. He's sitting on his throne, which we never get, David. We never got that other story. 
I I would have just well you know at the same time he his heart belonged to Valeria and I sweet. think almost in a way he looked at the, Jenna as like a little girl to him. Thank God he's a man. Though. He wants a woman. He wants a woman. This is a little girl. Like Grace, honestly. But actually, she probably would have she probably would have been too much for him. But let me just lay it out there. What did our friends say? Robert Ebert and oh. Siskel, old Siskel. What's this goal? Lay it on me. D- David, we might have broken the curse. Robert says Conan is more cheerful than the first Conan movie. Uh, and it also has uh, sustained action, including a good sequence in the Glass Palace. He gave it three stars. Although Cisco oh. oh. wasn't as much of a fan. And the one thing he wanted was Grace and Arnold to be a love interest. <laughs> That was his big thing that he wanted to happen, which didn't happen. Grab him and take him. Take him like that? I mean, I guess. But yes, to go back, though, to David, your whole thing about them being like this this ragtag group of thieves with honor. I think she he looked at her as one of his warriors, basically. And he don't mix blizzards. You know what's really funny? Did you notice? I don't know if I'm crazy. Did you notice the only time you found out what Zula's name was is when she said went up to Zula one time. Jenna went up to Zula and said, Zula. Yep. And she wanted to talk to her about something. Yes. That was it. She ne- the, the name was never mentioned when she joined them. The name was never called out. No. That I remember. It was only one time. You're right. And it wasn't Bombada. It was not Bombada, as you mentioned. <laughs> Ding! The count. Bombada. Bombada. So, David, there have been attempts to make the third film with Arnold as King Conan. In October of 2012, they announced plans for Schwarzenegger to return to the role of Conan for the film Legend of Conan. The planned story was a direct sequel to the original, bypassing, of course, how they love to do, Conan the Destroyer. And, David, the 2011 remake, which I have yet to see besides clips, because that is Jason Momoa, and Rose McGowan is our witch villain. This was after Charmed. She played a powerful witch, so I cannot believe that I have not seen the complete movie did you see this this jason momoa remake no i did not they said it's horrible well that's probably why we didn't see it they probably shelved it what i think was they said he was actually the main problem with it the way he was playing it and things but honestly i guess it's hard like i don't know if you can do movies like this anymore (laughs) can we make barbarian movies still david well i guess if if arnold schwarzenegger's son was ever going to get into acting which one the the real ones the illegitimate Illegitimate, illegitimate, yes. I don't know. Some trivia, David. Six people controlled the Dagath monster's arms, mouth, eyes, and body, other than when it wasn't Andre. Oh, this is amazing. Grace Jones puts two stuntmen in the hospital by accident with a fighting stick. Or was that not part of her? She was in her first movie, so she didn't realize you didn't have to kill somebody. (laughs) I have to tell you, I really believe that Grace Jones is who she is. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm trying to say? She is authentically herself. Like, she is just a force a force and um and that's why i think we like her so much because i don't think that she really is different from when you see her on an interview i think she's no nonsense i think she's no bs yes. i think she is 
aggressively powerful i think even seeing her perform like she is no one she no one can tell her that she can't do something that is the truth and i think that's her appeal for us really is that it's the fact that she's unapologetic and i always tell people like when when things like they talk about like gay pride and stuff i said the the, my gay pride really is i live basically live my life out like i it's it's, you know what i'm trying to say it's just i am who i am funny like i don't i don't cower or say something weird if someone asks me a direct question i'm direct with them if we go someplace i'm like this is my husband you know blah 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 like it's i don't that's what i think i get from her and that's why i think i personally like her so much is because what you see is what you get and she is you're gonna know where you stand immediately yes you will if she lets you stand david matter of fact in popular culture kim ween spoof portrays grace jones in living color based on her performance of zula in conan the destroyer which of course a classic classic we've mentioned that forever on the show the legacy of this film david is i believe for people who were fans of the original one which was a hard r extremely brutal and it's a very different movie but if you grew up on this lighter sequel much like this is the one again like i said this is the conan i think of i think the legacy for me is strong i mean i enjoyed it the things with the sword and sorcery movies i mean they were they were similar but the ones we picked all i think brought something different to everything and i really i really enjoyed this though but david if i had to pick one from the whole summer as the definitive one that i really enjoyed the most i would say Beastmaster. honestly <sighs> i mean jason and the argonauts was just you know that was just classic beauty and handsome and the muppet fur lashes but Beastmaster, that was charming charming <laughs> oh, uh, so, so here's the something funny do you remember cromwell yes. was the bad guy in the sword and the sorcerer yes. right crom was mentioned in the Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's a common... Well, yeah, these names do kind of, right? Even Malik. All these names sound very familiar and interchangeable with each other. My God, how do you conclude a summary of Sword and Sorcery, David? How do you close it out? What's the right words? How do we finish this summer and and let it be epic as we hoped? What's the one conclusion I can bring this number to? Okay, so this is our last episode of the season, David. But of course, we'll be back for one more outing with Thundercats before the summer is over. Well, first of all, behind the scenes, we're going to still be recording, so... That's so true. There is no break. September is technically a break, but it's going to be like nothing happened yet, because you go right back into the grind of, oh, you got to get the episodes ready for, you know, the week after, but... Yeah, it's like behind the scenes. Though it may be harder... For you to see me, I kept my promise. Don't keep, Don't your, dis- keep no. your distance. Don't keep your distance. Now, we'll, we'll be recording. I would love to hear at the end after this plays. And I want to know what people thought of the summer. And if it was something that they really enjoyed. I, I feel like people really like the theme. I'm, I'm, I love a good theme, to be honest with you. So I'm not quite sure what I could say to close this out. I, it's just, this is just us, you know, we, we go with what we like and 
if there happens to be a cluster of movies, who knows <laughs> yes. what next year will hold. It's so true. We're already thinking, as always, of course. We're always evolving, too, David. When we get direction from the radical ones and we hear from them specifically on something, we always try to deliver in some kind of way. So I wonder if we could do a small series for next summer. I- I'm just throwing it out there for everybody. Like, something that's got a limited... <laughs> limited mindset, like us. Critically reviewed... One season. Do you know what I'm talking about from Schitt's Creek with, with Alexis? No, is that what you're talking about? Instead of saying critically acclaimed, my critically reviewed. <laughs> that, that would be us. Limited, limited series <laughs> on being Alexis. Maybe we could do something like that. We'll do like a, a show that only has like 10 episodes or something and do the whole summer. There's so many things we, we, we've we talked about, so we'll see. But what can we bring to a conclusion? I hope everyone enjoyed it. We're through another summer, which is crazy. On to our fourth season. I know. It's crazy. Send money. <laughs> oh, you know what I want to do? I want to do a cute little shout out to, I have been listening to these little, these little gay stories on this podcast. <laughs> little gay stories. No, <laughs> oh God, little gay stories. <laughs> And the podcast, they don't, I, they have a decent amount of, they, I think they have more followers than we do. Probably. Of course. Who doesn't? Radical. Jimmo, Jimmo podcast, J I M M O podcast. So if you're, if you're a, of the um, mindset of the, of a LGBTQ plus, or you're uh, a gay man listening to the podcast, this is like cute little stories. Like some of them are like 13 minutes and some of them have different parts. I thought this was such a cute podcast. They're very romantic stories. Generally very clean, like not over-sexualized. And, you know, so. Like I us it was until cute. we get into, until we get, uh, what, loincloth brought up. Whatever. Who doesn't? I'm sure if it was, if the, the shoe was on the other foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was enough breasts and loincloths to satisfy any anybody. Matter of fact, we we praised those breasts, right? We we said those ample breastesses were just beautiful this year. <laughs> we're very I mean, if, I, if I had to have a pair, then yes, I would have gone. With you that. would have went with those sword and sorcery ones. <laughs> I mean, the sword and the sorcerer movie version of the breasts. So. Yes, Radical Ones, thank you so much for this whole, the, our whole season, because this is our season finale leading up to this, which started with Xanadu, David, and a tribute to Olivia Newton-John. Does that not feel like 20 years ago at this point? That was only last September, David. I know, it's, that, the time really, really went by really fast. I, I, have to be I mean, flew by. Not for us, because we're always recording. Like I know, I honestly feel like we did Xanadu, like, in June or something of this year. Like, I don't, it doesn't feel like we did it a long time ago crazy 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 so also we can't not thank lovely leah again for supplying us with clips from thundercats through our episodes including today's episode clips were supplied by her so thank you so much thank you for everyone who has liked shared and laughed with us this season thank you of course to rob and our special guest cadu for popping up a few times this season can't wait to see and hear more of some special guests and i don't know it's really fun i i feel like we we're growing and in all honesty again we always talk about this we do this because we have a love for it send money <laughs> please patreon 
Patreon. Actually, I mean, and really. Come on now. Better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't even have a Patreon. No, it's there. We just have nothing on it. If you wanted us to have Patreon radical ones, let us know. You know, we'll be working a little harder, but we love to bring you that content. So, yes, next week technically will be Thundercats. You will still hear us if you listen and follow through on our Thundercats reviews. And then come back in September. There might be something that might pop up before we start again in October. This is a great time to catch up on the previous season, David. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And your husbands. <laughs> tell the people in your Come town. Everybody. Like Brittany says, you better work, bitch. And we will be. We will be working to bring you an amazing season premiere. That is the first week of October. Until next time, have a wonderful summer. <laughs> What's left of it? <laughs> Well, I live in the I live in the West, so it's always summer here. Actually, I'm actually looking forward to it being a little cooler. <laughs> yeah, you're you're looking forward to cooler temperature. <laughs> I I don't want to look out my window and see birds flying and then bursting into flames. Says there. My God, God, no! We hope to see you in October, radical ones, with our new season, season four. Here we go, baby. Bye. Bye. And so did the Radical Ones brave the sword and sorcery summer. And having no further movies of concern, Ryan and his comrades sought adventures in October. Many movies and TV shows did they cover. Speech doctors and English translators were used upon their words. In time, Radical Retro became a hit in its own way. This story shall also be told. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.